my name is Katie. <laughs> it's tricky. What is my name? I don't know. But welcome to the podcast, my best friend, Liz. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. I'm just like, why haven't I had you on the podcast yet? I don't know, but you have so much value to add. So I'm excited to interview you. Thanks. I'm excited um, too. I know. Okay. So I want to, I get, let me like so many things. We'll talk about boys first because it's oh. a hot topic. It's a hot topic. What are things? Okay. So obviously I know your story, but would love to kind of hear, you know, you share it with the audience and stuff, but you got married. How old were you? 30? 31? When I got married? Yeah. 34. No, you weren't. Yeah. It's only been two years. I'm 36. Oh my gosh. Time flies. Yeah. Really fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, so 34 and I knew you when we met in 2017. So I don't know how you know that. <laughs> how do you know? Well, because because I moved here in 2017. Yeah. I don't know what year I moved here. So I'm like, oh, seven years ago. Yeah. Well, anyways, so that whole time before you got married, like you're just my friend Liz and you're just living your best life. And like, I never felt the vibe from you that you were like, I'm going to die if I don't get married. Uh, you were just living your best single life, starting a business, just doing so many amazing things and never worried that like God's got you. And I don't know, you just had such a great perspective with that. So I guess first, just like maybe your story moving here and how all that went down. Okay. So First of all, I don't know that that's entirely true. I probably was... From this perspective, it was. <laughs> well, that's great. I was probably displaying that to the world. But in truth, I was battling a lot of it, but I probably wasn't projecting that. So when we met, it was... I guess I had been in Chattanooga a year, maybe, or close to that. Because I think you moved about a year into me being here. And I moved here with an ex-boyfriend... I'm from Michigan. So we had met, started dating in Michigan and then made the decision together to move to Chattanooga. And you, I think we're at the tail end of that relationship, but it very much for the last, gosh, I don't know, year of it was very back and forth, break up, get back together, very unhealthy, toxic. And so when it finally came to its official breaking point, it's probably when we were really getting close. And so you were seeing my single life. And at that point, I was really struggling with the breakup. But I think I was just when you've been through it, and it's been so hard, there is a sense of like relief, like, okay, <laughs> I've, I'm kind of coming down from this experience. And so it was just it took a while, but I finally got to a point where I was like, okay, it's about me now. Like it is my turn to work on myself, to figure myself out, to work on myself before I even think about a relationship. Right. So that was probably a year and it was a conscious decision to be single for a year. I did like date a couple people, but it just was not worth my time. It just felt like, why am I doing this? Like, I really just need to take a step back and spend a year by myself. And I think that was the best thing I, well, not think that was the best thing I could have done because it gave me an opportunity, which I really hadn't done up until that point. Because through my twenties, through my early thirties, it was like, I moved a lot. I had relationship after relationship and I never took the time to really go to therapy and be by myself and experience life on my own. So having that pause intentionally 
was really the first time I made a decision to work on myself. And I, I hadn't had that opportunity or thought about that opportunity until I had to. So that's kind of where we met was the year of Liz. Like, this is my time to figure it all out. And yeah. But that's so huge because you intentionally took a year off of dating. I mean, a lot of people will be like, hold on, going to die. I'm not going to meet my future husband. Like, but you working yourself, I'm sure that was the best gift for yourself and yeah. for Daniel, your, your now husband, I'm sure. But like that was a conscious decision instead of let me just jump into another relationship and hope it fixes it, you know? Yeah. I just felt like I was truthfully, it was not just the breakup, but, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, but it was like the experience of coming out of the classroom, having a really toxic work environment too. It was like everything kind of imploded on itself. And so I, in a way, I didn't really have a choice, but to just like step back and like clean it all up. So it was a good decision. And ironically, at the same time, and I don't even know if you know this, but Daniel took a year off of dating too. I did not at, know that. Like at the exact same time. Oh. So it was kind of a way for us both to be ready for each other, which we didn't know, obviously. But yeah, it's just funny how that worked out. That's amazing. Daniel is her husband now, in case we mm-hmm. haven't caught up on that little content. <laughs> yeah. But oh my gosh, I didn't know that. That's so cool. All right. Yeah. So, and now that we're talking about this, I'm kind of realizing I met you when you were having a fruit basket turnover of your life. Yeah. You know, your job, because you're a teacher for several years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you decided to come out of a classroom, start your own business, take a year off of dating, work on yourself. Also, side note, go on what, like 100 hikes in the area? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you need to know a hike around here, I got you. <laughs> I, okay. That was part of the experience too, is like being by myself, but also being by myself in nature. And I'm an introvert. I'm social, but like I'm in my head a lot. So I'm processing all of this internally. And what better way to do it than in the woods? <laughs> by myself. <laughs> right. Well, you took me to Cloudland Canyon. If you are visiting Chattanooga, please put this on your to-do list for the first time. And, and you know, we're we're from South Georgia where there's no hills, not even, you know, of course a mountain. And I see this waterfall for the first time and I was like, <laughs> tears in my eyes. I'm like, this how is this so beautiful? How do I get to live here? This is so magical. I know. And and I remember like every time like texting you, yep, on a hike, oh, on a mountain. By waterfall, like of I you need are. to get. That's one of my goals is to get back into it because I feel like I haven't done a great job lately. So, well, you have a lot going on, but I think that that was so healing. Yeah, I guess you would say in that season of your life. So, yeah, so like cool. no distractions. I think when I'm on a hike, it's not like I'm texting. I may not even have service, but it's a way for me to unplug. And I think I think one of my strengths is I'm really good at sitting with emotions. And I'm not just like rushing and distracting myself. I'm not perfect at it, but I think I'm pretty good at feeling it. And if you're in the woods on a hike, I mean, there's times where I've cried while I'm on a hike because you don't have a social media distraction. Like you're by yourself, you're experiencing the beauty of the world. And like, it is a spiritual experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So many things. Okay. Let's talk about you leaving the classroom and starting your own entrepreneurial journey because there was a lot to that too. So yeah, teacher to traveling tutors, tell me about all of that good stuff. Yeah. So back to, I guess, like my shift in identity for seven years, I was a teacher. So I taught elementary 
And it got to a point where I was not happy anymore. And on top of that, I was just, I mean, it's kind of your classic burnout story, I guess, but like max out on stress to the point where I was constantly saying to myself, like, this is not God's plan for your life. Like, this is not what he envisioned for me to go to a workplace, to be stressed, to not enjoy it, to not have any fulfillment anymore. And so it just got to a point where it was, it wasn't working for me. And so I didn't know if that meant taking a year off and coming back or maybe reevaluating, applying for different jobs. I wasn't sure what that looked like. I truthfully did not plan to be a business owner at all. It was tutoring was a way for me to make money and I was surviving. It was not, I'm going to start a business. Like people will ask me, how did you start this business? I'm like, I didn't really. I'm just lucky that it fell into my lap. I mean, I've worked really, really hard, but it wasn't, I sat down and I had this grand plan. It was just, I saw opportunity. I followed it. I grew it. It wasn't, I'm going to be an entrepreneur now. Like I never saw myself being a business owner. It just has naturally happened that way. So that's a shift in my identity too. So all this to say, that whole experience was unpacking who I was, reevaluating, and in a lot of ways, becoming a totally new person with a new identity. I am just hearing so many helpful things about taking the time off. I remember one of my good friends in college, you know, and she was gorgeous. She was homecoming queen. She didn't have a problem getting a boyfriend, but the whole time I knew her, it was like relationship to relationship to relationship. And, oh, well, this didn't work out. So it must just be the wrong guy. So it's, you know, next, next, next. And I don't think it ever worked out for her. And I think she divorced now. Like it's just, you know, a mess, but I guess what I just keep hearing in your story is we're like unpacking this. Yeah. <laughs> you you took a minute. You took a beat. Like, okay, this relationship didn't work out and that sucks. But let me just take some time. What do I want? What does Liz mm-hmm. want? What makes her happy? Yeah. And le- legit going into the woods, <laughs> like no cell <laughs> yeah. phone service. Let me just have a minute. And mm-hmm. obviously it, and look, at, okay. So talk to me about traveling to because you didn't just start a business that is a side hustle that's doing all right. Like you're killing it. Yeah. So kind of the journey. Okay. So I've been out of the classroom for seven years. So this is my seventh year in business. Like I said, I didn't know what it would look like once I left the classroom, but I knew I'm an Enneagram three, which you know. So that means I'm going to figure it out. I'm not going to be living on the streets. I'm going to have some sort of income that I can survive off of. May not be a lot, but like at least I'll have more freedom. Anyways, So I just started posting on social media that I'm a former teacher. I can tutor. I can, I mean, I was nannying. I was babysitting. I was just doing what I could to pay my bills. And then that grew and grew. And it got to a point where people were reaching out to me on social media saying, hey, do you offer geometry? Do you offer algebra? That is not my wheelhouse. I'm comfortable with some of it. But the truth is that's not my, like I'm not the best fit for that. So actually, one of my clients was like, why don't you hire them as independent contractors and build a team that does have that experience? And it was like, like, duh, why have I not thought of that? So that's how it started. It was literally hiring one person at a time, building it. And then COVID hit. And COVID, unfortunately, for a lot of business, completely wiped them out. For me, being in education, that was a time where parents were working from home, but also having to 
log their six-year-old onto a computer and get them on virtual learning. Like it was a disaster. So that summer before, really 2021, was a huge boost for us. I think I hired in a month like eight people. So my business was doing well, but then it like skyrocketed because of COVID. And where we live, it's very small town feel. And so moms mostly were just having a good experience. They're spreading it to each other, word of mouth. And so it's grown to a point where this is crazy. I'd honestly have to write down every single person that works for me, but I'm almost at 50, which is insane. And like I said, it wasn't a plan. I didn't sit down and say, I don't even know that I could have thought of having that many people because that's a big number. But it was just like I said, it's following the opportunity, seeing that COVID is a really good opportunity for us. And just now it's naturally grown. And so I've just been really lucky that I happened to be in a field that thrived in COVID. And a lot of people did not have that experience. So I've just been lucky. Well, yes, but I've also seen you work really hard. (laughs) I mean, some of it did fall, I guess you could say in your lap, but it could have fallen in a lap of someone who didn't know what to do with it and how to manage it well. And you have treated your employees well, you've treated your families well, and it's all grown because you worked really hard and done really good things. And you've gotten into some schools and have Mm -hmm. like tutors working with schools. Like it's, it's just, as I've watched just on, you know, sidelines over here, you've done a really good job growing this thing and, and handling it well. And, and there's growing pains and there's good and there's bad, but it, it's been fun to cheer you on. Yeah. I think some of it is being naive and having an opportunity in front of me and it being a big opportunity and it's scary, but I'm also, once again, I'm an Enneagram three. So I just trust myself that if this opportunity is in front of me, that I can figure that out. I can do the legwork to make it work. And truthfully, I believe that if this opportunity is there and there's no doors in my way, there's nothing closing that opportunity, that that's kind of God's way of saying, all right, like this is in front of you. And if something happens in that opportunity doesn't exist, then that's my like, all right, it's not for me. But as long as that's an open door, I just believe that I'm going to be equipped to figure it out. And you have. Not always. There's been failures for sure, but there's been opportunity. I've just kind of gauged like, how far can I get on this? And, and like I said, if the door closes, it closes, but I'm kind of following it until that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else do I want to ask you? So (laughs) meet your boo thing when you're in your thirties, you had an incredible wedding videographer. Just want to, I know she did a great job. She's so humble. (laughs) And now a bonus mom to two sweet babies. Yeah. And just living your life. I am. It's been a whirlwind. Like this is when people say, like, oh, you're you're gonna it's gonna happen when you least expect it. And you're like, whatever. Like I'm looking, right? I wasn't looking. And that literally is how it happened. And I remember it to the I don't have a great memory, but I remember every detail of this. So my best friend Tiffany was visiting. And it was February and we were sitting in the parking lot of a restaurant and a Facebook message popped up like out of the blue. I had never talked to him. I had never met him, like didn't even know who he was. And he says, this is his side of the story. 
that he was reaching out because he just wanted to make a friend. And I'm like, I don't know about that. And so it was really just a message saying like, hey, we go to the same church. If you ever wanted to go for a hike or something, let me know. So I'm like freaking out. And because once again, I've been single for a year and it's like, I'm just living my life. And then it's like, whoa, who is this person? So he had friended me on Facebook like months before this. And I get a lot of Facebook requests from like business networking people. So it's, I didn't really notice. So he waited like a pretty long time to actually reach out. And then after my friend Tiffany left, we met up our first date, we went hiking. And like, that was it. That was, yeah. So he got a lifelong friend. (laughs) This could be a movie. Like, you know, girl moves to town for a guy, you know, toxic relationship, ups and downs, whatever. You take some time, figure out what she wants. Of the whole woods thing and like going to the woods and like having these hour long hikes and, you know, decompressing, healing, so much yeah. thing. And the first date with your forever person is on a hike. It's yeah. Cute. Which like not, you probably shouldn't do that with strangers, but we had a lot of friends in common. We went to the same church. You know, it's not like, yeah. And I took my dog. So I remember you if telling anything, me about she's this. going to defend me. Yeah. I remember you telling me about this. I'm like, she's in the yeah. woods with a boy. <laughs> and what's crazy is he was the first man, I don't want to say boy, because who, before we had even had our first date, so our first date was on a Saturday and like Sunday is church, right? Before we even had that date, hanging out, whatever, he asked me if I wanted to go to brunch after church the next day. So it was like, I've never had a planned next meeting before we'd even met. So that was kind of like, oh, okay. And what's funny is I had been single for a year. So I'm showing up to church the next day with this guy. And of course, everyone's like, who is that? What is going on? And because we're coming to church together, it looks like we're together. But I just met him yesterday. So of course, his friends, my friends are just like, what is going on? Who is this person? So it's just funny. It's just Yeah, I've never had someone plan a next meeting without meeting initially, but that worked out. Good job. Proactive. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I don't even know what else to ask you, but like, I feel like you have such so many great things to share. And I was like, okay, why I need to share Liz's awesomeness with the world. And you've been on a lot of podcasts though, just because of your tutoring and how you've like. I have. It has been a while. I haven't try. I haven't like reached out, but I have in the past of talking about just women in business. I think there needs to be more of us. So I've talked kind of through same thing, like my journey of becoming a business owner, which is still, I feel like weird to say, I just don't, I still at the core feel like a teacher, but I have all these other roles that I naturally have to do, but in my heart, I'm still a teacher. I wonder if you could go back. Well, we're going to talk to your younger self two times. First, when you were in the relationship that has so many ups and downs and not good for anybody, what would yeah. you tell yourself? And then we'll visit yourself a little bit later. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say a lot of great things came out of that. I'm an optimist. So I very much feel like it worked out the way, like I can see my life in a series of events that are like linked together. So me moving to Chattanooga 
served a purpose. That purpose was that relationship for a while. And then when that relationship ended, that's how I met my husband, right? So I very much believe everything's kind of linear. And if all those things hadn't happened the way they did, things would be different. So I just believe that that served a purpose for a while until it didn't. There are a lot of great things that came out of that. I learned a lot from that person. So it is what it is. But from that experience, I've learned more and more that I have a pretty strong gut feeling, but I try to ignore it sometimes because I don't want to believe it. So I had some gut feelings during that relationship that were like, all right, this is not working. I don't feel great in this relationship. And I just ignored it, hoping that it would get better. And it just didn't. So that's a life lesson is just trusting your instinct, trusting your gut when it feels off. I also, a lot of times in that specific relationship, I felt like I was, and I told him this at one point, actually, I felt like I was interviewing for a job. And so it was like, I'm the candidate. And in some ways it should be this way, but I felt like I was being put in front of someone and they were always deciding actively, is this the right person for me? Do I like everything I see? And I was kind of being put under a microscope of, I constantly felt like I wasn't enough, basically. It was like, I care about you, but I don't like this. I care about you, but I wish you were more like this person. It was just me as myself. I was not enough to that person. And I know that's not true. I am enough. Maybe compatibility wise, we were not a good match. But the truth is, I was enough. And so that was a big learning piece for me too, is just knowing my worth in a relationship and knowing that I'm bringing a lot to the table, whether or not we are a good match is a different story. But regardless, I'm always going to be enough. It's just finding the person that is a good fit. If you are not already using and loving Liquid IV, let me just rock your world for a little bit. I know me personally, I would get overheated very easily and people say, well, you need to drink water or whatever. Like I get it, but I, I couldn't drink enough. I would get constantly get headaches and find myself depleted until I discovered liquid IV. I literally use it as my coffee every morning. There is a pineapple flavor that has energy with it as well. There's some that doesn't have caffeine. You can get multiple flavors, but I love the energy kind. I drink it every morning, add a little collagen powder to it. It is, it's like my life changer. I love this stuff so much and I'm so excited to share with you. They are offering my listeners a discount code of 20% off, which is so kind and so generous. I'm so excited about it. All you have to do is go to liquidiv.com and use promo code TRUTH at checkout. That is 20% off anything. So you can get the pineapple, the energy drink, the regular kind of watermelon is also a personal favorite at our house. My kids love that one. So that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today by using promo code TRUTH at liquidiv.com. Okay. And I want to go back to your younger self one more time because I feel like this is potentially like, I don't know, such an important time in your life, but you're in Chattanooga. That relationship doesn't end. You meet a really cool friend, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. You're, you know, the job, like that fruit basket turnover time, you know, when everything feels like it sucks. But yeah, I guess what would you go back if you could like go on a hike, your very first hike with that girl who feels like, what the heck is happening with my life? In the midst of the turmoil? Yeah. Like, what would I like, say? Yeah. Broken relationship, job sucks. 
you're tutoring, trying to make ends meet, babysitting. Like what the heck? Hmm, That's a good question. I guess I'm just thinking, like I said, I just believe things have to happen in a certain order to produce the result. So I don't know that I would change anything. I think it would just be more appreciating that time a little bit more. Like I said, that was really the only time in my life I've spent that year on my own, living my single life. And there's so much value in that time. I think in my 20s, like you said, I was really looking for my husband. And it was like, let's be real, girl. None of these are your husband. It's just you're learning how to date. You're learning how to be in a relationship. You're preparing for marriage. But sweet little dude is not not the one, right? So I think spending that year by myself, I guess I would have just... And I think I did appreciate it, but maybe just seeing so much more value in it because now I'm married, life is great. But the truth is I'm a stepmom, I'm a business owner. And so there's a lot more on my plate. And at that time I had so much freedom, so much availability. My schedule was pretty free and I just maybe should have soaked that in. And I think I did, but I guess that'd be my advice. It's just like, enjoy this time because life is going to get a little bit crazier in a great way. But, you know, there's more on your plate and there's more responsibility. So enjoy it while you can. This is why I love you because you're like, yeah, when my life was falling apart, I would say, enjoy that time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was, it was hard. It was a struggle, but I also was kind of putting myself through, like I said, I was feeling all the feelings. Yeah. I was purposely choosing to completely process it because it was a really, it was a pretty toxic relationship. And so I just had to take all of that time to become myself again, basically. Detox. No, but like you really, and that's why I want to have this conversation I just don't know anyone who has enjoyed their single life so well and all that hiking, all that starting your business, all of that. Yeah, I know you wanted to find a husband, but it wasn't like you didn't eat, sleep and breathe and die on that hill. It was just like, but you know, what's more attractive, someone staying in their room begging for a husband or someone living their best life, obviously. And that's what you did. And I just think- And I also had community. It was, I was single, but that doesn't mean I was alone. I was- with friends. I had, I was connected in church. I had, I paddleboard. I had a really great group of friends. It was, I had outlets beyond just me being in my apartment by myself. I had every single night that way, but I had opportunities to be social, to get out, but I wasn't going out in town looking for someone. It was just like, I'm here with my friends. I'm having a great time. And that was it. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love you. I'm so thankful for your conversation you and just sharing the the good, the bad, and the awesome that you've walked this journey. And over here, cheering you along every step of the way. Thanks. I think 30s are a good time. 20s were pretty rough for me. I mean, now I look back and I'm like, oh gosh. But 30s feel good. And I'm getting closer to 40 and it's and just doesn't feel that way. But I think 30s are a really comfortable, safe place. Yeah. Which is on it. Thank you. Go 30s. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks for chatting with me. Of course. Thanks for letting me interview you. Well, we already asked, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? I mean, 20-year-old is too young. So back in just all the things. I think we've unpacked all the good things. I think, and this is something I'm still telling myself. So it's not, it's not past self. It's like past, present, hopefully not future, but we'll see. I think that, I don't know if you want to say negative side, but the not so great side of being an Enneagram 3 is like, you're doing all that work for validation. That's kind of the core of where that comes from. And so my big thing, like you've probably seen the theme is like, you're enough. Like you can hustle, you can do this work, but that's not going to make someone love you more. It's not proving to the world that you're worth more. It's And that's hard for me. It's seeing that you are enough, like I said, as you are right now, doing all these things is great, but not doing it for validation. I think that's what I would tell my six-year-old self, my 10-year-old self, my 20-year-old self, myself now is you are enough. Mm, So good. Drop the mic, slam dunk, all the things. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It It's good to chat.